What's going on, y'all? Today on the block, we got Dorigo Gaither, a good friend of the show. We always have good discussion about different topics, and I can't wait to jump into this one. So let's go. Let's let's get at it then. So the first topic I want I want to talk about, you know, I want, I want to keep it to where it's all about passion. No doubt. I know you are passionate about a couple of, you know, teams. Mm -hmm. So I want to start off with Dallas. All right. Okay. And my, my question to you is this. Mm -hmm. Is Dak the answer? Mm. Well, yeah, I am a I'm a big time Cowboys fan. Um to answer your question, yes, Dak is the answer. Dak is the answer at quarterback. Because when you look across the scope of the NFL right now, there are only a few quarterbacks that you can say is you know, at that top tier level. So when you look at it, you're trying to break the thing down into tiers. So you got the, the top tier level quarterbacks, which is, of course, Tom Brady, right? You could throw uh, Patrick Mahomes. Time out, time out, time out. Yes, I said it, I said time it. Out. I know you hate it, but I said it, yes. We will have that discussion <laughs> later on down the line, all, later on down the line about that guy. For y'all who don't know, Nick hates Tom Brady because he is a big-time Jets fan. But back to like I was saying, um, Brady is still the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks, right? Then when you look at it right now, you have right after Brady, you have, you know, the only other quarterback that you can say that's out there that's somewhat in that stratosphere will be Aaron Rodgers, whom I despise royally. Then after that, you have your next level of quarterbacks. You still have the Patrick Mahomes of the world, Lamar Jackson, you know, and you have to put Dak in that, what I would call that one, you know, I would say that two, that second tier of quarterbacks, not necessarily a 1A, but a second tier. And Dak is right up there because you saw what happened last season when Dak was injured, how much just, and yeah, the defense of Dallas played like crap, but look at, you know, Dak was not that steady hand last year. And look at how bad Dallas played even after, you know, he went down. So you look at it right now. Yeah, Dak is in a little bit of a slump, you know. But, hey, Dallas is winning ball games, And they're winning it the way how you're supposed to win ball games. Defense first. So you win, you move on to the next week. Because in the playoffs, as they always say, yeah, defense wins championships. So, yeah, Dak is the right man for, for Dallas. He is definitely the quarterback for Dallas. Okay. You don't think he need to be doing more after getting that huge contract? No. Oh yeah, I mean he definitely needs to be doing more. But you know, people keep making a lot of keep making a lot of you know a big deal about Dak's court about Dak's contract this year. Yeah, Dak is going to make seventy five million dollars this year alone. But when you look at it, that's not Dak's base salary. He's not getting paid seventy five million dollars. That is a combination of signing bonuses, you know, guaranteed money, plus a base cut, you know, his base money for his contract and everything. So, yeah, he's making a lot of money. But what else can you ask for right now from a quarterback who's sitting number one in his division? Yeah, okay, it's the NFC East, but Dallas is still number one in the division. And when you look at the current standings of the NFC, Dallas right now is currently if I'm not mistaken, Dallas is the number two seed in the NFC right now. They only trail Green Bay. So, you know, hey, they're, yeah, you know, they lost a head-to-head -to, -head to Tampa Bay, 
But Dallas is still sitting there at the two seed right now. And you'll definitely take that as a Cowboys fan. Well, I'll tell you, they don't have to worry about Tampa Bay. If I had to make a pick, I see New England in the Super Bowl. Again, what? New England. And? You want me to say Tampa Bay, but. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want you to say no Tampa Bay because, I mean, I want Dallas to be in the Super Bowl. I see Bowl. New England and Green Bay. No, that's what we that's what we part ways. New England versus Green Bay. Nope, that's what we part ways. Because I am not for you know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> how can you how can you not like Aaron Rodgers but like because Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers is a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no other way to say it. Aaron Rodgers is a piece of shit. He really is. Because the thing about Aaron Rodgers is this, and this is what pisses me off a lot about these athletes, right? These guys forget that a lot of the same stuff that they're demanding, right? They're a lot of stuff that they're demanding now, they did it to those that came before them. And I'm saying that when you look at all this drama that Aaron Rodgers calls, right, in the offseason, this is all Aaron Rodgers that calls this. It was nobody else. Aaron Rodgers said he didn't want to go back to Green Bay. Why? Because Green Bay drafted a quarterback without picking up the phone to talk to him and ask him how he felt about it. You do realize that ownership did not pick up the phone and ask Brett Favre how they felt about drafting Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Holy shit. So fuck him. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. Mm -hmm. but, but since I got you at the energy level, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know you don't got me. You know you don't got me riled you know, you up. Know, now. You know yeah. I got to bring up the Lakers, man. Oh lord, here we go. What man, is going on with them, man? And so please don't start? tell me. Please don't tell me. Russell is the reason why. Okay. So where do you want me to start with the Lakers? Where, where do you want me to start? <laughs> what is the issue? What is going on? First things first. This is not a motherfucking real life version of NBA 2K, right? You just can't go out here and put together your little all-star squad and be like, hey, here y'all go, the NBA 2K real-life version of the Los Angeles Lakers. I told, you know, man, you know, and for our, and for your viewers, man, who are listening and watching, you know, Nick, we have our own internal guy chat group. You know what I'm saying? And you remember, man, I, I sent out the text message the day when it happened, and I said this was a terrible trade, Right? Because the Lakers did not need Russell Westbrook. They didn't need him. Especially not at $91 million, they didn't need Russell Westbrook. 44 that he's making this year, and 47, he has a $47 million player option for next season. And you a damn fool if you think that Russell Westbrook gonna walk away from $47 fucking million. Right? So then on top of that, so that's that's the trade was fucking horrible. Because the mm -hmm. Lakers had a chance to get Buddy Hill. You know what I'm saying? The, the three-point shooter from Sacramento. That's what okay. the Lakers needed. They needed people that they could have out there on the wing so the floor can get stretched. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron can come in there. And I'm about to get ready to get on the other ones in just a minute. But LeBron can go down the lane and do what he needed to do. But no, Rob Palenka, the GM, hey, we want to go after the big names. We want to go all in with the big names, okay? So then mm -hmm. after that, you go down to Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel was the worst fucking head coach. It has, probably has been the worst fucking head coach to ever win an NBA championship. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like when you look at the Lakers bench, when the Lakers and for you and for the you know for your for your viewers out there, for y'all who don't know, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I, I watch the Lakers, well, except for this year because I moved and I go to bed because I'm getting old now. But anyway, um, when you go back to that bubble year that the Lakers won the championship, you got to look at people like you got to look at the head coach and his whole staff, right? He had Jason Kidd as his top assistant. He had Lionel Hollins as his top assistant, right? People, you got to understand something. The Lakers players, they, right, had a better relationship with Jason Kidd and Lionel Hollins. They respected those two more than they did fucking Frank Vogel. So if Frank Vogel can't connect to the players, the player's going to walk past the head coach and you're going to go to the assistant because the assistant is going to get in your ear more than the head coach will. Because a lot of times the head coach is going to delegate, hey, go down there and go talk to him. Am I right? But I hear you, but mm -hmm. I can't say that's the reason why the Lakers are losing like they lose. Oh, no, I'm getting more into it. I'm just okay. painting the whole picture. So okay, then okay. Frank, Frank Vogel is in over his fucking head this year, right? So then now you talk about defense. If you go back and look at the box score of every Lakers regular season game that they have played this year, right? I am almost assured that between 95 to 100% of those games, the Lakers have one point in time given up 30-plus points in a quarter. You cannot do that in the NBA and expect to win. Their defensive rating is fucking horrible. They can't spread the floor. They can't shoot the basketball, right? And then let's talk about my man, A.D. Glass Davis. <laughs> let's talk about old Glass A.D. right here. Glass Joe. Yes, sir. Like – Anthony Davis, man, had us all fooled. Because, see, when you play in a market like New Orleans, nobody watches the New Orleans Pelicans. So AD's getting his numbers up. He's doing whatever he needs to do, right? But then the year that they went to the playoffs, when AD went off in the playoffs, he had playoff Rondo with him, running the point guard position, right? The Pelicans had a nice little squad that year. But now AD has to get the fuck out of New Orleans, he has to go to the Lakers. He goes to the Lakers. They win a championship his first year. Granted, they had the bubble season that popped off. They got a chance to break, rest, recuperate, come back. They win a title. AD has not been the man since that time. He can't stay healthy, right? He's fragile as all hell. He's shooting a career low this year in percentages, and that tells you right there, AD can't handle the fucking pressure. And he's supposed to be the franchise player going forward. This is the time that LeBron's supposed to be sitting back, making business deals and shit on the side, watching his son play ball. But LeBron leads, LeBron is number three in the NBA right now in fucking minutes played. That is fucking ridiculous. 19 years in, LeBron is number three in the NBA in minutes played. Meanwhile, old Unibrow over here, you know, he get out there on the floor, oh, my knee, oh, my groin, oh, my stomach. Motherfucker, you threw up doing a game and you had to sit down? Come on, man. 
Hey, he might be on that uh Chad Ocho Cinco diet. He might be on something. Not even nothing but something. straight McDonald's. Yeah, man. This dude, man, this, this dude, it, it's 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 a shame, man. So the Lakers are the team that you know they you know how they say that old saying go men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Yes, the Lakers are a 500 ball club. I would expect the Lakers to have to finish the regular season at somewhere probably like 40 and 42, 39 and 43, and they may make the play-in game. But then if they make the play-in game, they're going to get blitzed by either goddamn Phoenix or damn um, or Golden State. So they got to make a move. They got to break this shit up now while there is still time. The Lakers got 52 goddamn – no, they got 50 games left in the regular season. They got to break this shit up now. They gotta make a move. They got to. I don't think if they I don't think them making a move will change anything, man. I think the problem is they they just lack defense. I mean, they don't play defense. None. They don't None. play any defense. So even if you, you know, switch some players out, the the mentality of that team is, you know, I'm just gonna score and you know, they don't pick up no intensity level on the defensive mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. the the coach in my opinion he doesn't you know coach yeah he hell no. the players out there right right sometimes as a coach you got to make those tough decisions and mm -hmm. you know sit people and play people yeah you need to be played mm -hmm. and he just don't want to do it mm -hmm. yeah you just don't want to do it i see that i've seen though that he uh got that new kid in there though who uh I guess he kind of mirrors your boy. Uh, what's his name? Alex. He went to the. Board. Oh, you talking about? Yeah, you talking about Austin Reed. He's Caruso. in now. That you know, he's the new. He's the new Alex Caruso. Which, which was so, fucking horrible, by the way, that the Lakers let that you know Caruso walk to Chicago. That was, that was a dumb move. That was a dumb fucking decision. That's what I'm saying, man. But but you think about it, the amount of money that Russell Westbrook is making this year alone. The Lakers could have signed Alex Caruso for that. They could have kept him. Alex Caruso loved to play defense. He loved being in L.A. Hell, who, who wants to move from Los Angeles to Chicago? I mean, just, just off just off the weather alone. Why? Right? But, Chicago balling, though. Yeah, yeah, Chicago balling, man, because they getting after it. The Lakers don't have another fucking first-round pick until, I think, 2027. The fuck are we going to do? Just hope that somebody wants to come to LA. I don't see. I don't honestly. I don't see how you, how they fix it. I don't see how they fix it. Oh, I see One, it. The only way they do is by them, you know, buttoning up, well, pulling up their shorts, tightening up their chin strap, so to speak, mm -hmm. and just getting down and playing defense, man. Yeah, they got to man. Because yeah. I, I see that they have a lot of talent, but they still old. Yeah. He's still old, but but see, oh, but being old, dog, that's the thing about it. When San Antonio won the title in 04, well, well, no, that wasn't 04. What was it 09? Something like that. When they won the title against Cleveland, right? San Antonio was an old squad. Yeah. When they beat Cleveland. So the age ain't got nothing to do with it. But it the is coaching. it's the coaching, and like you said, with defense. Defense is a want to, right? Because anybody can get in the motherfucking game and put the ball in the basket. But defense is effort, and you got to want to motherfucking play. You got to take it as a personal challenge that, okay, Nick, you in front of me with the ball. You will not fucking score. 
I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna get more enjoyment out of holding your ass to a donut and getting this win than I will with me scoring forty, you scoring fifty, and we lose by twenty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just don't make yeah. any sense, man. And then like leaving last night watching the Phoenix game, Phoenix was doing the exact same shit to the Lakers that they did in the playoffs. We gonna pound your ass on the inside. DeAndre Ayton had eleven in the first quarter. I think he was like five or five, four or five, something like that in the first quarter last night. Just simple shit. We're going to run you to the high post, hit you, at the, hit you at the free throw line. You just flash straight to the basket. We're going to get you the basketball. Phoenix yeah. don't run no complex-ass fucking offense. You know what Chris Paul is going to do. He's either going to go to the left and come into the lane and hit you with the floater. He's going to go to the right and go to the free throw line and hit you with the mid-range. He's going to stand out top. He's going to stand outside behind the three-point line, occasionally shoot threes, or he's going to run a high screen and roll with DeAndre Ayton. God damn, how hard is that to defend? <laughs> That's just like back in the day with Utah, Carl Malone and John Stockton. Well, what did they do? They pick and roll your ass to death. But motherfuckers out like they couldn't stop. Ridiculous. So, it yeah, is. man, it's, you know, hey, this is what the Lakers got. This is what they wanted. And so, yeah, good luck with that. Like, damn, come on, man. Golden State got one big on their fucking roster, James Wiseman. And Golden State is, what, 26 and 6? Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Come on, man. It's a mess uh, out Golden, there in LA, Golden State. Yeah, it's a mess. That's doing this thing, though. That's right, because they hungry. And then here's the crazy thing about Golden State. Clay ain't even came back yet. When Clay come back, oh my goodness. They may dog. They may win. They may like haul off and win 15, 20 fucking hey, straight. Clay, Clay looking a little chunky though. Of course. All the women, the mimosas. He ain't looking like woman. Zion though. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't get me started with your with your boy old fat man scoop. Don't get me started with fat man scoop. Don't do that. <laughs> no, you know, you know who Zion kind of looked like, man. Zion looks like um, what was it, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover? Which one? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no, I know you ain't say that, man. He do, man. He do. He do. Which, which one was the heavy set when that was Dre, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's who Come Zion. On, looked, man. That's who Zion looked like. Why right you do the boy like that? No, but you know, Dre, man, Dre, like he, you know, he embraced his heaviness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he and that's why you love him. Zion is just fat like a motherfucker because he can't stop eating. That's his problem. That is his problem. He don't he down care, in man. New Orleans, man. Eating all that good food. Yeah, them beignets, red beans and rice, right? And and, and then if I'm Zion's agent, man, I'm saying I'm calling up Mountain Dew and I'm like, hey. Y'all, please stop showing the commercial where my client is sitting beside Zach Levine on the couch. They playing 2K and Zion eating and drinking his ass off. Y'all, please quit showing that. Crazy. And a good look, man. I wonder how many crawfish he eat. I do, he man. He probably, yep. He probably <laughs> down there. He living it up, man. Man, that's what I'm saying, man. That's why his feet can't get right. Yeah, feet, knees, all that knees, shit. Knees, all that. I'm gonna talk about I'm, the size of Barkley right now. Hey, I know Michael Jordan 
is pissed off. Why is that? Did any sign of Jordan? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he is making Jordan brand look bad. That is right. Yeah. Don't nobody want no Jordans that's leaned over. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Man. Yeah. 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 That, you, you, yeah. They just leaned over on one side and shit like. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to look at them on the side. Like, hey, man, I'm talking. Oh, them Jordans. Oh, my bad. Oh, those, are, those are new Jordans right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, man. That that's man. Like that, that's ridiculous, man. He he that you he look like that type of motherfucker that be sitting on a training table with a with a with a dozen of Krispy Kreme donuts right there beside him. Like, so so Zion, how you knee fit, huh? Oh, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Breathing hard. <laughs> <laughs> And he'd be like, sit up, Zion. Like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, snoring while he awake and shit. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. But uh, so I'm gonna get your opinion on something too. What's up, man? So I, I was listening to the radio this morning, mm -hmm. and I heard uh, they was talking about how some females, more particular, uh. Kim Fields, that's her mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. She got upset because um, people were calling her auntie. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know, what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. You know, God, I guess guys think differently, but yeah. they was like, auntie symbolizes them getting old. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, when they talk about us, they'd be like, what up, aunt? Yo, what up, OG yeah. or something like that? Yeah. It's like a term of respect. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of figuring, trying to figure this this out. Like, you know, we've all also had discussions about, you know, the way females think and the way men think are always totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, communication is yes. always different. Yes. So I'm just trying to get your opinion. Well, and I'm going to say this, man. That. I, you know... You you never can try to tell somebody else that you know like their way of interpreting things or you know this and that is wrong because you know hey that that's what life is based off of interpretation how you interpret things and all this and that but I don't see nothing wrong with that because to me that's showing that's like you said before that's a sign of respect you know what I'm saying because like honestly. A lot of people don't know, like a lot of younger cats that are that are watching your show today and listening to your show. They don't even know who the hell Kim Fields is. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, and, you know, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of younger viewers probably didn't know that Queen Latifah was the truth. You know what I'm saying? When You know, until BET recognized her with the Lifetime Achievement Award. They probably thought Queen Latifah has always been an actor. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, you know, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't understand why we went from calling females actresses to actors. I don't understand that. But, you know, I still think that Queen Latifah is a great actress. And I don't mean no disrespect by that. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that she should be addressed <laughs> as an actress, not as a actor. Because when we go to a restaurant, you know, if a male comes up to our table, He's considered the waiter. A female comes to our table. Isn't she considered the waitress? 
I guess it depends uh, nowadays. Yeah, so I'm I'm lost with that. But um, but yeah, man. So I don't see nothing wrong with her being called auntie, man. I mean, because when you look at it, like you know, it's probably a lot of people that calls Angela Bassett auntie because they're they're giving you they're giving them they're showing respect and giving that person their flowers while they're still here. Like when you like when you look at one of our guys that we love, man, that we would love to meet face to face, and we're going to meet face to face, and he's going to be on your show in the near future, Shannon Sharp. We call him Unc, right? Everybody calls Shannon Sharp Unc. It ain't no you ain't being you ain't being disrespectful to this man because that term is a, like you said, it's a term of endearment, man. It's saying you know, hey, I respect you because of the groundwork you done did. You know, you were OG in this game. I can sit down and listen to you put me on game and tell me what I should and shouldn't do and how I should navigate these waters. I mean, but, but, but here, here's one that, that confuses me and I'm sorry to be jumping all over the place, you know, for yourself and for the viewers and everything. But the thing is she's upset. Why is it, uh, why is it upsetting for women and particularly black women to be called auntie? But they don't have a problem being called bitch by another black woman. That, that that's the part I don't get. See, me and my wife, we talked about that the other night, right? I don't understand that. Like you hear so many black women call each other bitch, mm. well, bitch this, bitch that, bitch what you doing, yada yada yada. But then if somebody, so if I walk up and I call that same said black woman a bitch, now all of a sudden, who the fuck you talking to? I ain't no bitch. Well, I'm sorry. I thought it was okay for me to say it because your homegirl just said it. So I thought that we we was all in the bitch tree of trust here. I, I, <laughs> you, know you bring you bring up a good point. Yeah. But I have to bring it somewhere else with that, what you said. Okay. 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 So same mindset, right? With the females. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about a people. Let's talk about us. Yeah. Let's I got a feeling I know where you're going with this. Uh-huh. So white people probably think the same way, right? Probably so. Yeah. Like, why can't I say it? If you say it, why can't I say it? I'm not now. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just bringing up a topic of discussion. No, you're absolutely right. Because white people know that they can't say it. Because if they do say it, they're going to get their ass cold <laughs> drug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go ahead and put it on out there. Motherfucker, you ain't. No, don't, don't do that. Don't don't fucking do that. Yeah, you may like Eminem and shit. You may like Outkast, Dr. Drake. Yeah, that's what's happening. But motherfucker, you ain't black, so don't do that. You know what mm. I'm saying? But I, I get what you're saying because I'm guilty of using the N word a lot. Mm. You know, and I'm not afraid to admit that. You know, some people may say, "Oh, I ain't never used it." Oh, yeah, I can't say that because I'm guilty of that. You know what I'm saying? So I need to stop using it. Mm. To be honest with you. But that doesn't mean that it's right because I use it and I'm not making no I'm not making no excuses for it. I'm just being straight up honest. I need to stop saying it. So, no, it's it's not right for us to use that. That's just and, you know, just like it's not right for us to address our women, particularly black women, man, as as bitches. You know what I'm saying? Because, bro, I'm married to a black woman, proud and strong. Right. Been married to a black woman twice. This is my second marriage. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never called my wife the B word because I ain't crazy. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think when you, when you, if you 
or at a point where you can call your wife that word. Yeah. She don't need to be your wife. She don't need to be my wife no more. Yeah. Because that means now, you got a yeah. level of level of hatred and disgust yeah. for that woman. Exactly. Because I don't want I don't want a motherfucker out there calling my daughter the B word. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's you, you may you may be thinking about it like this. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it, yeah, it ain't no, no, bro. We ain't doing that because you know I like being able to sleep at night with both of my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, wake up. She got her, her hand underneath your nose. Oh no, bro, bro. Because man, for y'all, for and Nick, you know, man, you know your how your sister is over here, bro. She heavy handed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like man, me and Chantel went. We went sparring one time, man, and Chantel heavy-handed, bro. She mm. nice. She's very, hey, sweet. This, but boy, she, yay, okay. When you push her to that limit and she started to see red, because I don't push her, but not to, like, the limit where she see red. Like, it started to go to amber, and then it's getting closer and closer to red. And I'd be like, all right, let me just, let me be easy. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Let, let me let me be easy with that. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So you know. So, so let's talk. Let's talk yes, relationship. Let's talk. Let's talk, relationship. man. So everybody know relationships are hard, man. Yep. And it takes a level of, of compromise for you know a relationship to succeed and be successful in on both sides. On both sides. So let's talk about triggers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we know in an argument mm -hmm. techniques that we should use, but a lot of times we forget about them, mm -hmm. especially in a heated debate argument. Mm -hmm. So my question is, from your eyes, right, what techniques have you used to be successful thus far oh, as far as arguing as far as <laughs> as far as relationship skills so oh, well the thing for me man uh is it, it just constantly com communication is definitely the key you hear everybody talk about that you know what i'm saying communication is communication and trust is definitely the keys to any successful relationship you know um in my in my first marriage man I got married when I was 21. Yeah, I got married when I was 21, right? So, you know, it was um, the, you know, my first relationship, man, it was, we were both, we were both young, you know, then I, then our daughter came along, you know what I mean? We was overseas and all this and that, yada, yada, yada. So it was a, it was a, a learning period for both of us. Now, as our relationship went on, we started to drift further and further apart. There was times that I, I felt like I wasn't um, appreciating anything I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it ended up basically being the demise of our relationship. We ended up going our separate ways. You know, we still very cordial, very, you know, cool, everything now, you know, whatever this and that, yada, yada, yada. But then when my when I met my, my current wife, right, when Chantel came along, she was like a she was a burst of energy. She was something that I wasn't used to. You know, because once you when you've been with that first person, this and that, yada, 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 you know, it's kind of like I'm not going to say that's kind of what you expect out of everybody. 
but that's what you 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 have to like detrain yourself from how it was the first time around you know what i'm saying so now in this relationship here man it's just being open and not being able to be a word about walking around on fucking eggshells you know what i'm saying like we talk about me and chantel talk about everything you know and that's that's the key to any relationship because like even looking at my parents man my parents just uh celebrated their 45th wedding anniversary this past saturday and you met my parents so you know it's a little hard and i love my mom to death you know it's a little hard to be married to my mama for 45 years you know what i'm saying just like it's hard to be married to my father for 45 years because i'm a spinning image of my father because my mom and dad are both very strong-willed people you know you know you know what i'm saying so it's like but they uh you know what they what they what they did was you know they they continue to uh you know to talk to each other they continue to communicate they raised three hard-headed ass cheering as they say me my brother and my sister so we didn't make the shit easier for them you know what i'm saying but um the, but but to just answer your question man you know um you know it's just it's just the triggers though you know is that communication you know trust you know what i'm saying because now i think the big thing man with a lot of people relationships now you got a lot of people out there man that are just like they don't trust each other and they are very um what what's what's the what's the word i'm i'm trying to think of um oh my god so like if my wife end up going it, it's it's trust but it's also um man like i'm having a brain fart right now but like if my wife go out to the club or some shit and i'm in a different state you know mm-hmm. i don't worry about I'm not <clears throat> here think insecurity. That's what it is. You got a lot of insecure people. Mm-hmm. And so, so when my wife go out and she travels to different states, hell, my wife done went to different countries, man, with her friends. I'm not sitting up here saying, oh, she out trying to catch her another dude. She trying to catch another body. Or she trying to give it another feet. I don't be thinking about that shit. <laughs> I, I don't think about it at all because I'm very secure with mine. You know, mm-hmm. because my wife understands we both did our vows we both made a vow to each other and to me you can get over it. i've always said you can get over anything in a relationship besides infidelity mm. you know what i'm saying because because if you decide that you're going to cheat on somebody you done already walked away mm. and i told my wife i said before i cheat on you i will leave you before i cheat on you. so so let's let's talk about that infidelity mm-hmm so Mm -hmm. i look at especially relationships from the past right now i'm not talking about me i'm talking about people you know our our parents their parents Mm -hmm. someone before the world and i look at you know how the women the majority of them stayed home Mm -hmm. while they were married and the husband was out working sometimes having families across town yeah which still happens which still happens today by the way still happens yeah yeah but somehow the woman felt strong enough to stay home and you know keep the family together Mm -hmm. so when you said can they get over it i don't know if they got over it or if they just survived and then and then we just go to this point now mm-hmm. 
where, like you said, it's still happening, but I think females are more, more independent, more powerful, and more, you know, willing to let a relationship go if they feel like they're not, you know, being treated like they should be. Which they should be doing. Yeah. Which, which they should be doing. Because, see, the thing about it is, man, like, again, that's when it goes back to that whole being a secure man and being a man, right, and being a woman about yours, right? So, yeah, I understand, man, how we've all we've all been taught the same thing. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the what your, you know, your ethnicity is, your race, your background, no matter none of that. We've all been taught the same thing that's been driven home to us since we was all little kids. A man is supposed to provide, right? And a woman is supposed to like, you know, raise the kids, all this and that, yada, yada, yada. So we've been told. But you got a lot of guys out there now that can't handle it if their wives make more money than them. Why can't you handle that? Because if you're doing what you're supposed to do as a man, you want your wife to have everything that she has worked her ass off for. That's what you want. Even if you are married, you know, if you are a man and you are a gay man and you're married to another man, you want your partner, your husband to have more than what the fuck he's worked for. So if that means that your partner, your husband, your wife, you know what I'm saying? However you want to, however you want to classify it now these days, because I'm confused by all of that, how we have these classifications with relationships, but the other person that you're in a relationship with, so, like, for, for us here, like, Chantel here soon is going to be making more money than me. So why the fuck am I going to be sitting here with my lips poked out? Oh, I ain't shit because my wife make more money than me. No, that is that is her reaping the fruits of her labor. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what type of man am I to sit here and be upset because she's making more motherfucking money than me? That That's, that's honestly, that's some whole shit. That, that's that's what that is you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying you know and it's like you got dudes out here that feel that it's like well if they not in control of some shit then you know like it's a woman's job to just sit her ass at home while i be out here in the streets doing me and when i get home she better have dinner on the stove she better have you know what i'm saying the bed made all this now let me tell you how my mom and dad raised me my mother raised me and my brother and my sister she told us all, you are all going to know how to cook, clean, right? The simple basics that you need to do to survive, because as two boys, you're not going to turn into two men that's going to be dependent upon some woman coming in to save your ass. And for my sister, it's the same thing. You ain't going to be dependent upon a man coming in and saving your ass. Yeah, I love a woman that makes her own. I do. You know what I'm saying? But also at the same time, again, it's got to be understood and the respect level has to be there. Now, you got some women out there who feel like, oh, well, if a motherfucker ain't making, you know, six figures, it ain't shit that he can do for me. But if that dude is making six motherfucking figures, really, what can he do for you besides buy you Chanel bags and Birkin bags? Because, <laughs> see, then if he making all this money for you while you stand at home not doing nothing. And he keep giving you all this dough, keep giving you all this dough. At some point in time, you can mark my words on this. At some point in time, 
that man or woman is going to feel like, well, I'm in control of the situation. So that's why it's got to be respect on both sides from the beginning. And I can't stand when I hear women say and men say, well, I'm just staying in a relationship because of what? Well, because of the kids. Because I, I almost fell victim into that, man. I almost mm -hmm. I tried to get back with my ex because of our daughter. But then, mm -hmm. you know, when you sit back and you think about it, because as you live and you learn now you sit back and you think about it. I wouldn't have been no good if I would have went back to that relationship. I would have made the shit even worse. Because, yeah, I'm there in the house with my daughter every day. The love is there. But then me and her mom, we at each other's throats. So it's just a bad fucking environment. So it's just, it, you know, it, to me, man, I think sometimes, man, you know, we make relationships harder than what they need to be. We really do. We make the shit harder than what they need to be. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we are, it's just it's so much other shit that you got to deal with. Because when you come home, your home is your place of peace. It should always be a place of peace. Yes, sir. Yeah. Definitely. Because I don't need a motherfucker like Kevin Samuels trying to tell me as a man what the fuck I need to be doing for a woman. And, and that's another thing right there. <laughs> right? I'm so sick and tired of these so-called fucking relationship gurus. How the fuck you gonna tell me what the hell I need to be doing in a relationship and you co hold to yourself every day? <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you about your boy Kev. Yeah, like he be going hard at. Yeah, he be going hard, but it's like, Nick, shut up. <laughs> he, I think his problem is at least, at least my problem with him is he has some valid points. Okay, I gotta give it to him. He has valid points, mm -hmm. but not all his points are valid. No, you know what I mean. No, and the way he come across. Is like everything he's saying <laughs> is good, is factual, yes. is good, but that's not the case. That's not the fucking case. That's and then you the got case. people locked in listening to this motherfucker like everything he said is the truth. So I need to go home and slap the shit out of this bitch. Let's do <laughs> what now? Are you crazy? Like, man, come on, dog. It's not nah, he be talking, he be talking to them women like no, nah, bro. And I, I think. Mm -hmm. well, at least for me man it's just like i don't want to feel like i'm dominating a woman right it's not it's not no pleasure in that for me no like, just like i don't know if you saw coming to america too yeah I did. and then the girl was like what you want me to do bark like a dog and she barking on a on a leg one foot barking you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm like Eddie Murphy, like, yo, this is this is not what I want. That's not what you want, man. You want a girl with some type of personality, opinion, yeah. someone who can have a good conversation with you, mm -hmm. tell you when you're wrong, tell you when you're right, even yeah. though most of the time the women don't tell you when you're right. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> That's the biggest power struggle right there between men and women who won the argument. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who's right? Who's right or yeah. who's wrong? No doubt. No That's doubt. what you really argue about. Yeah, no, man. I'm right about this. It could be the yeah. stupidest thing, man. The dumbest shit. The dumbest shit. The, the smallest, yeah. stupidest thing. Mm -hmm. Who's right and who's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man.
Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Because you know, like like you said, man. Like you know, the thing about it is, if you got these self-proclaimed relationship gurus, you might as well already know, right, that they shit ain't right. Because like, remember the dude uh, Derek Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> right? But but the fun the part about it was. He's out here telling people they need to be doing. But then when he gets on social media to tell the world that, you know, he'd been sleeping around on his wife. The, like, did you see, like, how his wife was, like, dressed in the shit? She looked like she ain't been outside since, like, 2017 and shit. You know what I'm saying? Bonnet on her head, glasses and shit. And he's sitting here looking like he just left from a photo shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, did y'all stage that too so somebody could feel sorry for your wife? You know what I mean? It's like, nigga, you out here in the car telling women, hey, you know, he ain't shit if he don't do this for you. But you but you smashing somebody on the side. And you actually got women out here saying, oh, what Derek said, you ain't shit. Yeah. Right? Because you ain't go to the mailbox and get the mail locked up out the <laughs> mailbox. Man, you ain't shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're living off this every word. Living off that shit, man. That's that's why I was like, man, fuck that, yeah, man. You, don't, you Man, you just got to goddamn, like, do the best you can in your relationship, man. Show respect to that woman because, you know, with, with our queens, man, black women, dog, you know, I, I don't really think people understand you know we always talk about how hard it is to be you know us as black men we talk about how hard it is to be a black man right i don't really think people understand how hard it is to be a black woman but though they got to get up in the morning time they got to get dressed right they got to get themselves they got to get themselves to look right right then they gotta turn around give us a kiss Cause we don't know if that's gonna be the last time we're gonna see them right then they gotta go outside they gotta dry out of work then when they get to work they get hit with bullshit as soon as they get the motherfucking work and then the first time they have an opinion right what what are they labeled as oh y'all black women y'all loud y'all angry right they gotta deal with all that bullshit plus other shit that's going on like us calling, hey babes, um, you know, like why is this like furniture people here and shit? <laughs> they deliver, you know, just just simple shit throughout the day. Then they gotta come home and repeat. And then when they come home, now they gotta step out of one mode, survival fucking mode, right? That they've been in all day. Now they step out of survival mode. Then when they pull back up in the driveway, now they back to now they gotta step back into mommy mode wife mode protector mode caregiver mode you know what i'm saying they got to step yeah. into all that shit. meanwhile us as men we on full tilt protector and provider motherfucking mode all day so you think and i had a discussion with my brother-in-law about this yeah and you brought up something that was was good so as the women go out into the world and yes, basically what you said fend for themselves while they're mm -hmm. out there and they have to be or conduct themselves a certain way mm -hmm. they have to be more masculine right yes 
So as they come to the house, how do they check that masculinity at the door and then transition into that feminine wife that well, men are looking for? Well, I think I think it takes a strong woman who's very comfortable with her in herself of understanding like at the end of the motherfucking day, you are going to respect me as a woman. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not just going to talk to me any type way, yada, yada, yada. So I know it's a little hard for some because they because especially for black women, black women always got to have their guards up. All the fucking time. Because either they getting fucked over by black men, white men, right? Black men women, general. white in general, period. You know what I'm saying? Then when they come home, then it is so much more that's needed of them. So I think to answer your question the way how they turn it off, it helps having balance. And so if the home life is on point, it's easy to turn that shit off. Because now when you step away from that job, that nine to five, you know, for us in the military, 24 motherfucking hours a day, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. When you step away from that, and you get in that car and you coming home, now you could pick up that phone and call. And then you could bend and be like, man, let me tell you what this motherfucker did. Yada, yada, yada. You can get all that shit out. Because mm -hmm. now you in the car. You can go to the gym. You can beat the hell out of a bag. You can get all that shit out. Then when you come to the crib, now you come into the crib. And that's when you're at your, I guess the best word to use is your, your vulnerable spot. Because now you open. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like, okay, my wife knows me. My husband knows me. You know what I'm saying? So I can be open and honest about every motherfucking thing I'm feeling. I can cry on my wife's shoulders. My wife can cry on my shoulders. But our wives can't cry when they out there in motherfucking public while they at work. Because why? Motherfuckers try to perceive them as being weak. So yeah, so it's it's a hard line that women have to that women have to deal with. Just like it's a hard line. Well, let me say this: it's a hard line that black women have to deal with. Just like it's a hard line that us as black men have to deal with. Mm -hmm. see, for both sides of the both sides of the coin, we have to be somewhere extra early. We always have to, and you've heard me say this before, man. Being black in this country and being either a black man or a black woman, black woman, we always have to, you know, do doubly more, right? But get paid three times less. Yeah, see, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's what kind of be be aggravating me about yeah. like people like Candace Owen and, and them who talking about racism don't exist or yada yada yada. Want to try and get that bag for Fox mm -hmm. real quick and mm -hmm. turn on the people mm -hmm. like your girl. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the pretty girl name? Um, Stacy Dash, and then once they they use them up and throw them away. Then they come back to us like, oh, you know, I didn't really mean it or, you know, I was going through something. Yep. Yeah. But I, I really don't I don't like that because they put that narrative out there mm -hmm. that racism don't exist, mm -hmm. knowing that it does. Right. Knowing that, you know, black people are placed behind the eight ball. Hell yes. 99% of the time. Even the ones who get a leg up in life, right? Mm -hmm. They still face some type of racism. 
Yes. Even if they have the money, they mm-hmm. still they still face it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what aggravates me because we as black men have to go out here and deal with let's just say white America. Mm-hmm. Right? And with rules that were in place to ensure, you know, certain things happen. Yes. A certain way. Yes. And, you know, when, let's just say, people say, well, why you can't be like this black person? They work their way to achieve this. Mm -hmm. They work to achieve that. If he can do it, anybody can do it. Okay, I hear that. Mm-hmm. And I agree to some point, but you also have to take into consideration, you know, a person's background. Mm-hmm. They still got to eat, man. They still got to eat. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if your boy Johnny is in the hood and he a straight A student and he trying his best to work, work, work his way out the hood and every time something is falling down on him i can't fault him for saying you know what my mom rent is due mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. if she get kicked out or evicted where i'm gonna go i mm-hmm. don't have nobody else so mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and sling a little something until i can mm-hmm. make it right here but see man it, it also goes back to now the community is no longer I'm not going to say that the community no longer exists, not the community, but the village, that the village no longer exists, but the village is deteriorating slowly. Because see, when we when we grew up, you heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Right. Because I I remember, you know, growing up, you know, I'm saying like if I cut up in school. The teachers like if my grandmother would come pick me up from school. The teachers would tell my grandma, right? I get slapped upside the head in the back of the car. Like soon that my teachers untold my grandma, right? So then when I get to the crib, now my grandmama done told my aunts. They coming through the door. Why? They go another one. Now, by the time my mom and dad get off work to come pick us up from my grandmama house, my grandmama done picked up the phone and done told my mom and dad what done happened. So then here come another ass whoop. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like you you can't just, you just couldn't cut up out there and without the village not having to say so. Now. But you, but you know, the village also extended to, you know, family, friends. And oh, sure. you know, other people in the community. Hell so yes. Here's, here's the problem though. Here's uh-huh. the problem. So these kids nowadays, <laughs> You tell on them, man, you don't know what they might do. That's right. That's Their right. mind is like somewhere else, man. They mm-hmm. they do not value life, mm-hmm. even though, you know, you're trying to look out for the young in order the shorty or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. They don't see it that way. They don't see it that way, man. They see it as, okay, this is a snitch or, mm-hmm. you know what, stay out of my business. I don't need mm-hmm. your help, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you are either fighting or you know, getting shot at or, or yeah. something crazy because that's the, yeah. the mindset of these young kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to bring it back to this too as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as we talk about 
you know, the family structuring the 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 uh, community of, you know, the black culture. Mm-hmm. So it was a time, like you said, where you come through the house, you messed up. You know, you getting blasted by pretty much Bro, everybody. You ain't lying. But nowadays, it's more, okay, on a friendship tip. You know what I'm saying? So you may have a, a, a grandma or whatever they call them mm-hmm. who's, all right, let me go do TikTok with my grandbaby. Let me, you know, do this so they love me instead of, okay, let me do this so, you know, I can ensure that they have a life. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they understand the balance because somewhere along the line, everything got lost. Yeah. yeah. And then the parents don't have mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. no rights to just jack them up like they used to do back in the day because... Well, they, they do. And it's just, that's when I say, again, you got to go back to them real, you got to have that real old school mentality. Because see, my, my thing is, so with my daughter, she's 22. I would much rather go outside her head than the cops. Because at least I know if I go upside her head, she's going to live. The cops do it. There's no guarantee. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me me ask you this, though. mm -hmm. And the mentality is is old school, right? Mm -hmm. So I I know Lex, and I know she would never do anything like this. Mm -hmm. But you try to discipline your child, and then they're like, okay, if you hit me, I'm calling the cops and or I would, you, I will, I will invite her to, and you hit me. So now I'm calling the cops and the mm-hmm. cops coming and then you going to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the, I see that's the world that we living in right now. Yeah. It, it's been like that. It, it, and, but I don't have no problem with that. Okay. Because see, because see, like if, if you're going to arrest me, right, mm-hmm. that's fine. But just understand something as a father, you're not going to disrespect me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the issue that's going on with a lot of these kids these days, man. They walking around here like being disrespectful because when they get home, they can tell their so-called mamas that are, you know, 32, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and here they are, you know, 17. They telling their 32-year-old mama, hey, well, you, you know, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. And, you know, that shit was cute when the 17-year-old was three, right? Yeah. But then now they 17 and now the 32 year old got a problem with it because the 32 year old is on IG trying to snatch up somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem with, you know, if Lex decided she want to be disrespectful to me, she understands she already know how it's going to go down. I will invite you to call the cops because mm-hmm. then when they get here, I will be sitting out there at the door with my hands up. Here you go. Go ahead. You can put them on the run. I'm, I'm going to walk right on outside. Because, see, I would much rather be the person that went up aside her head than y'all. Because, mm. see, you already view me, you know what I'm saying? White America already views me as a threat every time when I step outside the door. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, see, like, if the white cops come over here and snatch up Lex, she may not even make it to the fucking precinct. Mm-hmm. They may take her to a little spot somewhere off the road, have a little fun with her, throw her out on the side of the road, this and that, yada, yada, yada. So you could call the cops on me for being a father that's not going to allow you to disrespect me. And see, that's 
what the difference is now. Yeah, mm -hmm. society has dictated to us how we discipline our children. I'm not saying you got to walk around here with a lead pipe and slap the hell out your kids for once in Starburst. No, nah, <laughs> man, I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? But also at the same time, you're not going to dictate to me and tell me how to discipline my child when you don't dictate and tell me, right, that I'm the one that's got to put, like, like society has nothing to say when I'm doing everything that I, in their eyes that I'm supposed to be doing, right? So society doesn't say anything to me when a roof is over their child's head, food is on the table clothes on their back right paying for their college education you know what i'm saying staying involved society don't say nothing i don't get a check in the mail every month that says from society to dorico gaither great job this morning i don't get that but then the first time when i discipline my child society wants to open up its mouth and say oh you was wrong how so how so how was i wrong you know what i'm saying how, how true but society says nothing when the cops take it take it upon themselves to say okay we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do something we're gonna pepper spray a young black girl that was riding her bike we're gonna take her and throw her in the back of a goddamn police cruiser and pepper spray her little child riding her bike because she so-called rode her bike through a crime scene <laughs> you know what i'm saying so see society don't have a problem with that yeah yeah so see that, crazy, that's the, man. yeah that's the fucked up part about it. so no man i'm not gonna let society sit here and dictate to me and tell me how my child is supposed to talk to me because though no, i'm still you know what i'm saying when it comes down to my parents right i show mm -hmm. my parents nothing but respect regardless if you believe in the higher power you know if our viewers out there regardless if you believe in the higher power if you read the bible this and i'm not trying to get all religious on people but it is a passage in the Bible that says, honor thy mother and father for your days shall be longer on the face of this earth. Right? Yes. So that's the same thing for my child. I respect my parents because, see, my parents was the type of parents that I remember getting my ass whooped in school <laughs> in the third grade in front of my class. See, I can't. <laughs> I can't even imagine that happening right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I remember that. I think it was Bernie Mac who said the joke, and he was he was, you know, one hundred percent on point. Somebody yes, parent coming, everybody looking around. The one person who parented is they like they're doing work, bro. Look at raising their hand, bro. That hey, Leonard and Patricia used to pull a pop up all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to pull a pop up. I'd be like, God, you know, but what you know. Saying? It made us it made us better you know individuals so enough you know so it made us better individuals yeah especially ones that you know respect the elders yeah talk to the elders correctly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now it's just like these kids now man especially with the uh, their pants hanging off their yeah, butt I, like I that can't, I, can't, <clears throat> I can't i can't stand that shit, man. I, now i, I will just, say I, I used to sport a sag, but nothing like that, man. Yeah, this, this a shit is sag was like time, okay, a little bit. Yeah, off, yeah. Off the waist. Yeah. They talking about, you know, they had their pants down to their knees. Right. And, and have like, the nerve to have on dirty underwear. That's what I'm saying, dog. It, it's like, man, y'all come on, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's it's sad, man. But yeah, you you know, you know, the times always evolve. The world 
continues to turn in a very slow moving circle because that's what it is but yeah man like the, these parents they got to get a control because i'm gonna tell you a parent man that should have been nominated for parent of the year i don't know if you remember back uh in i want to say maybe it was like the 2014 time frame 2013 2014 time frame when the whole freddie gray situation happened in baltimore and uh you know when they they took the young man freddie gray and I, I think he was i think he was disabled or something like that he had a mental disability or something and they threw him in the back of a vehicle and he ended up dying right mm -hmm. before he got to the uh before he got to the uh um to the you know to the precinct and all this and that so they decided up there in baltimore that they was going to get out there they was going to start riding they was going to do all this and that and it was on the news man this kid was out there right dude <laughs> You saw this black mama on national television, <laughs> like walk, like bro. She came out there just like this, walking <laughs> across the dag on camera. Man, she snatched that boy up and smacked him upside his head about three, four times. Wop, wop, wop. And he just turned around and he was walking away. She was right behind him, like right here. They had her ass on the news, both up, and asked her. <laughs> Ayla, but as a matter of fact, you probably go look it up on YouTube, man. Had her ass on the news and asked both of them. So they was like, so why did you? She was like, because you know why? Because my son knew better that he was not supposed to be out there engaging in that. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather stop my son from that and he's still alive than let the police be involved. See, that mm -hmm. was a real mama right there. Yeah, yeah. And see, that she had that look like she was at work. And she to just, yeah, happened to be goddamn, you know, what I'm saying? just happened to be walking past the break room. Tisha, oh, I, I know that. Is that Trey? Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> and drove and just drove out the tray, huh? Shit. Clocked out real quick. Yes, sir. Called him. I'll be back. Called him. You know what I'm saying? And I bet her boss was like, Tisha, gone. You can have the rest of the day. You're gonna get paid for the full day, like you was. Matter of fact, Tisha, we are gonna pay you overtime. Yeah, did today. But but that's what it is, man. And you know, cause like even with my wife, man. You know, like the way how my wife raised her children, man. And um, you know, my wife is very, she's very patient. So she would talk. You know what I'm saying? You know, yada yada yada. Like she rarely, you know, rarely went upside her kids' head. You know what I'm saying? But her children respect her and love her a million because they understand mom don't play that shit. you know what i'm saying now i'm not saying you gotta always be sitting around here going up your kids heads and whatnot but your children need to understand even as they get adults it's just certain lines that i can't cross oh, when it comes to my parents and when it comes to like grandparents and elders and all this and that yada 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 i just can't cross that and it's unfortunate man that you didn't have a lot of these kids these days, they didn't get the opportunity to have that type of structure in the house because the streets raised them. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to ask yourself, even out there on the street, what are OGs that on the streets? The OGs that was like, hey, no, sir, you ain't, no, uh-uh. When you come in my house, you will wipe your feet at the fucking door. You know what I'm saying? You will not raise your, when you ain't going to be walking out my house slamming up. I wish my daughter would walk up out this house that I yeah. paid the mortgage on and slam one. It's only two people in this house that can slam a door in this house, and that's me and Mrs. Gable. 
any fucking body else, we gonna have a goddamn problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Wasn't no closed doors. Hell no. <laughs> no slamming doors. Bruh. Nothing. It wasn't none of that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. None of that. Yeah, man. We gonna wrap it up. Okay. Okay. So again, it's a pleasure. We definitely always, do this man. Again. Yes, sir. Always, always. Yeah. And yeah. the yeah. Rico Milk the Gator. <laughs> Again, man, thank you for inviting me on, man. It's always love, bro. I appreciate you, man. You know that. You know you my brother from another mother, man. You know, people talk about that, but you truly know that you are my brother from another mother, man. You know that. So uh, I appreciate you putting this on, man. You know, let me come on, be the first guest and everything. Man, y'all, and for all your readers, readers, all your listeners and viewers out there, y'all go support Nick and his channel, man. Support it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to bring you that fresh content. He gonna give it to you a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying. So much love to you, my brother. You know what I'm saying. Merry Christmas to you. 2022 is gonna be big things for you, man. You know, you know that. Yeah, your hundred percent. Yes, sir. Uncut. Yes, sir. Royal and uncut. But a hey, um, I just want want you to uh, share with the viewers, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> a story for me. Which one? I thought this was real funny, man, and and. I think that they would love it as well. Okay. It's a story about you, uh, your grandfather. How he used to, <laughs> how he used to do, man. You told me that story after I lost my uh, my grandmother. And, um, she she raised me. I was raised by my grandmother. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, a story that made me laugh, man. So I, I just want. You know the world yes. to hear because i think it's something you should share with the world so man so for y'all to know man uh, when my brother lost his grandmother man you know uh it hit home because i had the chance to meet uh nick nick remember you remember i had a chance to meet your grandmother your grandmother was a phenomenal woman man you know she was an angel you know what i mean and uh she oh you know she embraced me with open arms and everything i remember she told us both that day when we met her not to be out there in the streets cutting up you know what i'm saying so your grandmother was a phenomenal woman man um but yeah so my grandfather man jesse james wright yes yes his black man named jesse james if y'all don't know that so my grandfather was he stood like six four and he weighed probably 112 pounds you know what I'm saying? So, like, my grandfather, man, got kicked out of every nursing home that you can get kicked out of. Because his his relationship with his children, with my mom and my uncles and all that, was fucking horrible, you know? And so, but he was like, and I love my grandfather to death, but honestly, he was the meanest person that you ever met in your life. So he would sit there and his voice was so deep. You know what I'm saying? So man, like, so me and my brother, like he moved in with us. And so me and my brother had to watch him throughout the days that my parents was gone to work. And um, so my grandfather, man, like he would just, like he would, he had this thing with, you know, if anybody from the South, y'all know it's chewing tobacco, it's dip, and then it's this stuff called snuff right so snuff is like a it's like a mixture of chewing tobacco and it's like the nastiest shit ever but he used to put it in his mouth and he ain't supposed to have it and everything so 
man, we used to catch him. But my grandfather used to run away from the house. Right? 6'4", 112 pounds, walking with a cane, and in a three-piece wool suit, double knit slacks, right? And house shoes from an in, in in Alabama. Alabama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hot as hell. Man, and but he was mean as hell, man. So this one particular day, he uh because my grandmother lived across the street from us. So this one particular day, man, my grandfather would just like he would torment my mom. He would talk shit to my mom, man. My mom would cry. So my mom went over to my grandmother's house and told her what was happening. Now, my grandmother, Miss Annie Mae Wright, God bless the dead, she stood about 5'3", right? And just the sweetest voice lady you ever met, man, just sweet as you can be. My grandmother came over there and knocked on that door one day, and she told him. Now, imagine, y'all, for y'all at home and people that are listening, a 5'3 woman looking up to a 6'4 man, right? But she told him, she said, hey, Jesse, you better leave these children alone. Oh, Annie Mae, ain't nobody mess with them children. Go home somewhere. That, that's how my grandfather sounded, right? Like, you know, my grandmother reached up and grabbed my grandfather by his chin. <laughs> <laughs> and when she grabbed him, she gripped his chin, and my grandfather had dentures in his mouth. So my grandmother squeezed his chin so hard that the bottom set of dentures came popping out his mouth, and so did the top part of his dentures. So imagine, you know, like somebody being grabbed by their chin, and both sets of their teeth are just sitting outside. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandmother man would just wiggle his chin back and forth man so it was crazy man but yeah man that, that was jesse james right for you though man mean as hell man mean as a son <laughs> that's a story that's going to stick with me yes, <laughs> forever man <laughs> it's gonna be one of them days where you just uh, you know down and you just remember that man so yeah, I'll keep man. hearing that yeah yeah <laughs> I could just picture that happen oh my god that's, that's just crazy yeah it was crazy man but uh again one love man yes sir always my brother here. tell, tell the family I said hello y'all as well no much love